Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with John Petz. He is the author of Significance in Simple Moments. John, it's great to have you with us. Taryn, so much fun. Looking forward to sharing some time. Likewise. So this is your fourth book. Congratulations. That's pretty awesome. We, I mean, we interview a lot of authors, but I always say one book is pretty amazing, but four... Excellent. So tell us about this one. Um, I was not expecting what I read. No, well, that's okay because it didn't start out as a business book. It was an unintentional how it found its way into the customer service leadership and business category. It really started out as a gift and inspirational book. And quite honestly, it was my passion project, something I put out there as part of a charity and an event that I run. But then it got some legs of its own and it really took strides in terms of how it impacted folks and how they look at what they do, why they do it and, and how they do it. And it kind of kind of took off. Right. So, you know, we should say, you know, the cover of the book, um, what you're shown is a seven of hearts, a card, a deck card, and it says Nathan. So it really, it grabs your attention because um, I was thinking, okay, is there magic involved? Is there a card trick? Lucky number seven and who is Nathan? So that said, can you kind of give us a little background about, you know, why that's on the front of, of the book? It definitely is a foreshadow. I mean, you would have no idea what you're about to read. And if it was sitting on the bookstore on a shelf, you might even just, honestly, you might pass it by. Uh, most of the sales have been through live events. And then when it started getting traction, it took off through reviews. But it, it does involve a magic trick. It does involve the lucky number seven, but was purely by chance. It was a, a literally a unique one-of-a-kind chance meeting in a hospital that drove this story and changed my perspective on a lot. If we, and if you've seen it and read it, if you had to pull out a couple key core content elements from that book, Nathan and a seven of hearts. So it's right on the cover. Right. So is it fair to say, John, that this book kind of found you? You didn't set out to write it. Is that accurate? Or I love I love that comment. I think you're right. I think it was a meant to be story moment. And, you know, these the the format of the fable book with a learning lesson and a business item behind has been very, very successful in the past. And it never was the intention of that. It truly is a story and how it impacted me and what we did because of it. Right. It was um, I would say it's anything but a simple moment, um, having read the book, um, but, you know, the takeaway is significance in this moment that you had. It's, it's unique. So you are a keynote speaker, um, a sought out speaker, but you're saying you also incorporate magic into your um, events? I do. I look at it, it's a perfect trifecta. There's always the business strategy aspect of it. There's always the inward looking inspirational aspect, but we can laugh and have a good time at the same time. Did you always incorporate magic from the get-go or was there a time where you were just doing speaking or once you incorporated the, the magic aspect to it, how did things change? 
No, absolutely from the get-go. Uh, ah. It's Magic is a tool, and it's not do a trick and then talk about a business message. You know, that, that key element is a tool. It's an engagement tactic in reality, and yeah. it helps tell a story or illustrate a point. And let's be honest, people are fascinated. They go nuts for it. They're yeah. that. It totally plays into a lot of the sales, leadership, and customer service angles that I play. So you've been into magic for quite a while. Uh, since a kid. Should I show you what I mean, how it relates to the business world? Yes, please. I, I was digging in my pockets, and for the C-suite, this is really what so much of this is about. So I'll do it to the camera so you can see up close and personal. They can count. We have the one, the two, the three, the four, and the five. And really, it comes down to the return on investment, return on relationship. No surprise. But the key is, if we watch those numbers, and I'll do it so you can see, don't blink. I don't want you to miss it. If we'd watch the numbers close, and if we help pay attention to the simple moments, then indeed, we get the return on investment. Yeah. Not just the one, yeah, that would be the uh, one, the two, the three, the four, and the five. <laughs> yeah, not bad, fronts and backs. And that's when people say, and your clients say, do it again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it's, it's a great tactic because like you said, it is so engaging. It, magic isn't something you come upon every, you know, all the time. So when you are, you know, you do cross paths with a, with a magician or a magic trick, it really, it grabs you. So uh, bravo in, in that sense and incorporating that into your dialogue. Um, sure. How do you connect this book then to the business world? Because I read that some companies have actually contacted you to create custom versions. How so? Uh, many have actually, it's been, it's been an awesome opportunity to have them have that content as well as make it unique. In the business world, and actually even tie it back to the magic, if we look at why are people fascinated by the art of magic, and now I feel I'm reaching my pockets, I'll show you something here in a session, I'll give you a, an element of it. But it's the surprise element, it's the delight, it's the unexpected. And we look at you know, our consumer review driven world, people don't talk about average. If you're simply meeting an expectation, people aren't tweeting, blogging, posting, Facebooking, telling that story. They have those moments that they weren't expecting that they love to share. Right. And as a magician, you do a trick and you always get the two questions. You get one, how'd you do it? Yeah. And then you get people that get their friends and their coworkers and their sphere of influence. They bring them back to you and they look you straight in the eye and they're like, do it again. Right, more. You know, and, and how can we get people to say that about what you do, your team, your organization? So that's how the tricks kind of play into it when we lay out the different strategies. You know, when you look at you take a step back, the book is, you know, it's focusing on human connection, right? To help you achieve significance. But as you said, achieving significance in a business capacity, right? I mean, for the C-suite, for who, who would you say that that message is targeted at? Is this for the employee, the employer? No, oh. it's a great, great question and glad you asked a key part of the book is the word just, and you'll know where I'm going when we say this, yes. because oftentimes in my life and your life and in many people listening, and if you haven't said this yourself, people on your team have, because they don't know the real, or they don't realize the impact they have in a certain situation or in a certain organization. They feel they are just a new person. I'm just a volunteer in an organization. I'm just in accounting. I'm just sales. I'm just operations. And to belittle the impact because sometimes they don't realize what their simple actions may do. And in reality, in business, as, as ourselves as leaders, oftentimes we will go out and we will seek to conquer relationships to succeed. Mm -hmm. But we'll soon learn that mutually beneficial long-term relationships are not something that they conquer. They're a series of simple moments that are significant to the people that you serve. So how can we identify the moments, deliver them, 
and as leaders, recognize and appreciate those moments and not simply the, the folks that are thinking, oh, we're just something. Helping them understand that every little action that they do has a result. It affects other people in exponential ways and helping them achieve and realize that. So that said, John, how do you recognize a simple moment? Absolutely is awareness. And the model that we go through is the identification. How do you identify those moments? And really in that case, it's stepping back because we all have the habits. We all have people who are invisible in a sense. They, they do what they do and we know they're going to do it, but how often can we stop and think and say, what if, what if they did it a little bit differently? What if that didn't show up in this time? What if we looked at this situation from a different perspective from their eyes and interjected new methods, new service, new, new membership, whatever it is, in, interplaying different potential models in their business. So the identification is relieving ourselves of old habits, old thought processes, which is no new news to anybody, but it's doing so on a regular basis and scheduling some creativity time as we're trying to put out every single fire and every meeting that we have every single ounce of every day. So not an easy task. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. C-Suite Radio. So when you're in your, um, at your speaking events, are, can you share with us a couple of these simple moments? Is it, is it the story from this book that you share in addition to others? Um, I know, you know, in the book, you talk about a shooting star moment with your daughter. Um, so I'm curious, you know, which, which simple moments do you give as an example as ones, you know, to really shine a light upon? It depends on the organization. I do a lot of research till we help to dig in and, and share some of their real, true, relevant moments that their people have had. And you had mentioned about companies doing custom versions. A lot of the versions have been the book. And in the back, they'll put 10 pages or 20 pages and it's stories of people in their teams, their organizations who have lived up to this mantra and they highlight them. Uh, the stories I share in a live event, I do share the Nathan story with the permission of the organization. It is a make you laugh, emotional, I got to bring them back at the end of it. Right. So that is an element of it. And uh, the more we can make it truly relevant to them based on what their organization, their mission is, is the stories that we might choose to share, if that's helpful. Right. I do want to say that the proceeds from this book are donated to the Miracles and Magic Foundation. Did I get it right? You did. Yeah. Great. Tell us a little bit about that. I'd be happy to. And I'll even give you the premise of it was, as you mentioned at the beginning, I this story was in, in a sense gifted to me. And when someone reads this book, they'll understand, I don't think it was a story I could go put out there and yeah. look at all the money I'm making. It's not that kind of thing. It was, it was not planned. <laughs> it, it wasn't. So, and even my publisher originally wanted to do it. And then we went back and I said, we're going to do it this way. And that's the only way we can do it. Right. Uh, 
all the profits from the book are donated to miracles and magic. And I got to be honest, some has gone to children's hospitals, some other special causes, but all the causes are related to uh, a child who is in a life-threatened condition and helping provide to them an end of life or enhance their current life experience. Miracles and magic with the context and the resources I have around the world is literally become one of the, the longest running Grand Illusion comedy magic shows. And wow. it's done in several cities around the country, primarily Columbus where I'm based, but we bring children and their family, get them out of the hospital beds, help them forget about the chemo, the shots, and just come and enjoy the comedy and wonderment of the magic. And it's some of the, literally the most famous and best magicians in the world donate their time and come in and do it. No, but it's such a unique thing you've, you know, you've touched upon because you have an extensive sales background, tech background, corporate background, but there aren't many magicians. So to really, you know, there's a great synergy involved. It's really intriguing. Um, something I wanted to ask you about, you, you claim that significance is never personally achieved. It is gifted to you, which is kind of the mantra of this book. Why, why and how so? Well, I think many of us, we want to be the best at what we do. I, I say many. Not everyone does. We have yeah. the people who are complacent by all means. We can look at them on the Gallup poll, the engagement studies, and how they approach their work. Yeah. But there are the folks who want to go after it. We want to be the best. We want to achieve significance uh, or be significant in what we do. But we will learn that it is, you can't deem yourself the best. You know, with title comes authority, but with title doesn't come leadership. It doesn't come significance. That's right. You have to be gifted by, to that, by the people who who are around you by the people that you serve. So if they see you as significant, as impactful of their life, then you will be. I think the other key part of that is so many people want to achieve it and many don't realize that they already are because yeah. of how they interact. And this is not only business, this is personal family, service organizations you may be a part of. We belittle the impact of what we have. And I think especially some of the current times we're going through, it's it's been heightened. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just to touch upon what you mentioned earlier, and a lot of the book deals with this, you know, I'm just a, and fill in the blank, and, you know, just to, to touch upon it again, you, you were saying in the book how if someone says, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm just a nurse. Oh, I, I'm just a sales associate. Oh, I, I just work in sales. It's such a, it's a common expression that we, and why do we say that? And, you know, from your perspective in the book, it's kind of belittling or it could be seen as that what we're doing. Oh, it's not that big of a deal what I do, but you are, you know, you're proclaiming the opposite here. Uh, very much so. And I think we don't realize the fact. And even in the, the corporate world, what I would do with my sales team, I would help them, you know, as a result of taking the sale, what does the operations team have to do? Your little action, how does it affect them? How does it affect accounting? How does it affect the logistics in the warehouse by you doing this seemingly non-important task but all the people it affects down the line is incredible. Yeah. And then when we look back, we're not just something. I help people understand, you know, I am. Here's what I do and have that sense of purpose and pride in it. Yeah. I mean, again, we can look at the studies of the engagement curves, right? And if we can help people have a greater sense of purpose, if we can raise their productivity by 2% in an organization by having them truly feel attached to what they do, the results are monumentous. It's fantastic. Yeah. Just curious. Have you ever heard someone say to you, oh, I'm just a CEO? That seems a little bit of, you know, of, of an oxymoron uh, type of comment, but I, I can't imagine someone being in the C-suite and, and you know, preceding it with the preamble is, oh, I'm just, I'm just an executive. 
I, I have, but probably because they knew they were talking to me and they were playing with me. They could, they could have done that. Because I, I call people out in a good way. And the other thing that I love about it, after we've done the presentation, if they've read it, you'll have people catch themselves. And you realize that when you say it, or if you hear someone else say it, I always recommend to them, don't, don't slap them, don't, sh you know, right. help them understand what they do. And it's, it's almost like the mindset of, you know, people think, oh, that's not my job. But other people think, you know, no, that, that's why we're here. And that's yeah. that different mindset of truly engaging into the purpose and mission of our organization. Yeah. So final thought, what, do, what would you say is the biggest uh, mistake people are making in terms of not, you know, being aware of significant moments and, and the, the effect they can have on an organization? Would you say a lot of the C-suite says to you, wow, you know, this is an aha moment. I never thought that these little significant moments could really, you know, affect my employees and therefore their productivity. I think the key thing there is when you look at why people leave an organization, the biggest thing that they need to know and learn or take away from this is, of course, the recognition and appreciation. Mm. You know, when we walk by and there's there's a simple thing that's been done that we have come to expect. That's why I call it the invisible things. It's just always there and ready for us. Helping take that moment and share your genuine appreciation for what that person did, it it helps them feel that sense of purpose, as I mentioned, but also the appreciation for the work that they're doing, that it's noticed, that it's needed. And that, of course, that gets them more engaged and to want to even do more. When we take that to a customer facing role or to a member facing role, it really exemplifies it because now we're really giving everything we can and looking for opportunities to deliver unique gifts of ourselves. And as leaders, the more we can encourage and empower and help make that happen, it'll have dramatic results on your team. So companies really aren't doing that in today's day and age. They're not, you know, focusing on those little things that really, you know, impact their their employees. We forget about the little things. We really yeah. do. You know, there's many books on the simple things and how, you know, the little things make all the difference. Uh, and it used to be, it used to be high tech, high touch. Now it's high tech. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't. Now it's about listening and perspective, and right. it's a different angle. And you know, again time dating this this interview right now, but it's changed on how we've done those things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh, the book is really, uh, it's very special. That's the word I would use. Um, I didn't want to give away the story, but um, you know, it, it's a moment that you experience with a sick child and it involves magic. And uh, you took that and kind of, um, you know, have made it applicable to everyone's life. So um, congratulations. And it's a very quick read, very easy. Um, and uh, it, it grabs you because, you, you know, you really, you don't know what's going to happen. I do want to mention as well, you have this uh, cool thing at the end of the book, this uh, red um, seven of hearts card. I do. Uh, which I will let our readers um, discover themselves, but, it, but, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's really unique. So um, is there another book to come? Uh, there is actually. This is the, the journal follow-up. I've asked a lot of people during this time about what they can do to really focus on the moment. So there's a journal forthcoming. Um, Great. Late, late 21. Great. Looking forward to it. Well, thanks again. And we look forward sure. to it. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winderbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.